Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination Podcast. I am Mark Vibbert, and with me again, as always, is Matt Quest. Hello! And today we have some live action guests in... Uh, my name is Jonathan. Jonathan Polly and... Jesse. And Jesse Parada. Amy Shufo. And Kim Ruano. <laughs> this is the live action Toy Story Project crew. Yes. And we're going to be interviewing them today, talking about the project and what went into that and everything. But if you guys have not listened to our show before, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature an animated series or film from the past or present, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion with us. And with that, we'll be back in a few seconds with our new releases and reviews for the week. So, see you in a second. I'm excited. So our new releases this week have some superheroes. Actually, a, a bunch of people in them can fly, and some of them can't, and some of them are just rich. Uh, but for that, the first one is Young Justice Invasion Season 2 Part 1. And this show kind of focuses on the, the younger superheroes in the DC Universe. And it's uh, Season 2 begins where Season 1 left off, you know, like you know most seasons, but... In that it jumps ahead five years and kind of shows like Robin is now Nightwing and it introduces a few new characters like Batgirl and Beast Boy and Blue Beetle. Matt, have you got a chance to watch it at all? We all know you're the expert on keeping up on things. All right. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I think the show is pretty good. I like the animation style for it. Yeah, I mean, and if and if you if you liked like the Justice League shows that were on back in the '90s or even like Batman Brave and the Bold that's been on recently, it's like that same kind of style of action and humor. So if you if you like that stuff, you'll enjoy that. That's that's all that's on there is the episodes. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, Batman the Dark Knight Returns Part 2. This is the only one of the DC Universe animated movies that they've done where they've actually split it into two different parts. The first part deals with this whole, you know, it's if you guys saw The, the Dark Knight Rises, it... Uh, that movie kind of borrowed heavily from the original Frank Miller graphic novel, like with Batman going into retirement and and whatnot. And there's, if you watch both part one and part two of this, you'll see a lot of the, the same kind of story beats that were in Dark Knight Rises show up in this as well. Uh, and this this is really good if you guys watch Lost. Michael Emerson does the voice of the Joker in here, so, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, Mark Valley from the show Human Target that pretty much nobody watched <laughs> does the voice of Superman in this. And then Peter Weller, who was RoboCop, is Batman. And Ariel Winter, who plays... I don't remember what her her character's name is on Modern Family, but I, th- I think it's Alex, the, the girl with the, the glasses. But she does the voice of the, the female version of Robin in this. And it, it's really good. The animation style is great. It takes a, a lot of panels from the comic and recreates them in the film itself which i think is a, a cool thing to do without you know taking away too much from the movie itself too uh, and the other things they have on there are there's digital comic excerpts from the graphic novel by frank miller 
Uh, there's a feature about right, about Superman and Batman fighting each other on there, which is pretty cool. If, if anyone's ever wanted to see Superman and Batman fight each other, this is a movie to watch. <laughs> uh, there's a, a really cool feature about the Joker, so that's definitely something to check out. And then there's three cartoons from DC Comics in the past that uh, that kind of you know go along with the themes and whatnot of this movie. So. If you have seen the first one and you liked that and you want to see what happens at the end or if you read the graphic novel, this is definitely worth checking out. And as I've said before, animation looks is definitely the best thing to watch on Blu-ray. So if you have a, a chance to watch animation, go for the Blu-ray, not the DVD. Yeah, animate, any animated film, go for it. Blu-ray, awesome. All right, Peter Pan. Yeah. All right, I know I'm not the only one that's seen this one. Uh, and I, I would hope everybody that's on the show today has seen it because it would, it, would, it would be a very bad thing and something to be very ashamed of if you've not seen Disney's Peter Pan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, since I mean, pr- since pretty much every everyone has seen this, uh, what what are your, your thoughts on Peter Pan before I kind of get into what's going on with the the Blu-ray they did for this? Amy. <laughs> oh, I just think it's one of the best Disney movies they've ever done and created. It's just it's such a classic and known by everybody. Everybody should see it and watch it. I can't believe Yeah. I'll admit, I haven't even seen it. For, I mean, no, I've, I've seen it just not for a long, long time. I can remember most of it. It's uh, It didn't leave a big impression on me. Whatever, <laughs> for me, definitely did for me. I went through a Peter Pan phase. It was It was a long phase, too. My cousin and I cut up our T-shirts because we wanted to look more like Peter Pan. <laughs> nice. Awesome. <laughs> Matt, how about, how about you with Peter Pan? I remember it was just one of those uh, another VHS tapes, you know, you had around the house. Yeah. And we would watch that all the time, just pop it in, any Disney movie. And Peter Pan was one of them. We just wore the crap out of that VHS tape. Yeah. All right. it, Go ahead. I'll I tell you what, like going from going from the animated Peter Pan to going to Hook, you know, like live action oh, yeah. with Robin Williams. I, I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I never watched the animated version again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many different iterations of Peter Pan. There, like you're saying, there's Hook, the Spiel, Spielberg did. Uh, there's there's that live action one they did with Jason Isaacs, uh, I think back in the early 2000s, who everybody may know better as Lucius Malfoy from Harry Potter, but he played Hook in that. I mean, that movie is kind of stylized, too, but, and then uh, Sci-Fi just did a, a mini-series uh, called Neverland with Reza Fons playing Captain Hook in that, and Karen Knightley as, as Tinkerbell. And and now Disney, speaking of Tinkerbell, Disney kind of ad- adopted Tinkerbell as their mascot. Like, mm-hmm. basically, if you ever watched, uh, like, the Sunday night movies that they did, you, you can always see Tinkerbell, you know, floating over and doing her magic wand and basically they use her and everything and now she's got her own series of cg animated films that john lasseter has been a part of mm-hmm. and i'm interested with those what do you got have you guys seen any of those with you know tinkerbell's origins the tinkerbell begins my little sister likes it i only watched a little bit <laughs> yeah i've made a point not to try to watch them <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen them i haven't I originally thought they were, they were going to be like really horrible and I wouldn't like them at all. But after I saw the first one and it wasn't really as as bad as I thought it was going to be. 
I, I'm after watching uh, this original Peter Pan, though. I'm wondering when they'll get to the one where what turns Tinkerbell into like a huge b-word and makes her like so jealous of, about other women coming into Peter Pan's life and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't really like the idea that she talks in the new ones. I, I mean, I always knew her as she doesn't talk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, and the way I get the way they got around that was they show her talking to a human at one point, and she just and the human he, uh, listening to her just hears a bell sound. Ah, makes so, sense. Yeah. So that's how they got around that. But yeah, the, the animation on the Blu-ray for this looks fantastic, as every Disney Blu-ray looks. Uh, this, uh, but since this is done in four by three, uh, Disney has their thing they call a Disney View, where they they have the painted. Uh, sides that fill in the black bars uh, and what, what's kind of cool there's a feature on here called where is it growing up with the nine old men and it's Frank Thomas's son uh, talking or going and interviewing all of the the Disney, uh, Walt's Disney's Walt Disney's nine old men that you know worked on most of his his films and then Peter Pan was one of the few films that actually all nine of them worked on together and just asking them like what life was like growing up with these amazing animators, uh, and like what and what that was like. And watching that was kind of cool. As I found out is that Les Clark, uh, his daughter has a art gallery in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I want to I want to go try to find that and check that out because <laughs> the fact that that's so close by. And and then all the features from the Platinum DVD that they put out are on there. So, I mean, that's the only thing I think that I have, like, a gripe with with the Diamond Edition that Disney has been doing is that they'll put, like, maybe two new features on there, and then they're like, and we'll just put all the, the same ones we had on the DVD. They won't really try to... Or maybe they outdid themselves too much with the DVD, so they, <laughs> they couldn't really find anything more to add to it. But, yeah, with that... Uh, and the one thing I am bitter about this Peter Pan Blu-ray is that originally Aladdin was supposed to come out in this time frame on Diamond Edition. And now we have no idea when Aladdin will be coming to Blu-ray. So, And I want Aladdin on Blu-ray so bad. But other other than that, Peter Pan looks great. Uh, everybody should check that out. That comes out February 5th, and then Dark Knight Returns comes out on January 29th, as, and Young Justice also just came out this past week so those are our reviews for the week and we will be back in a few seconds with our news for the week i would live in the life things were just the way they should be when the night of the sky like a bomb comes some little punk in a rocket now all of a sudden some strange things are happening to me Here's our news for the day. Uh, the first thing is Turn to Bloomsbury, two conversations with Peter Pan's Catherine Beaumont and Paul Collins. This is actually a link and a story from our own site. We just had our new writer, Matt Hardiman. He interviewed Catherine Beaumont, who did the voice of Wendy in Peter Pan and was also Alice in Alice in Wonderland, and Paul Collins, who was John Darling in Peter Pan for our site. And pretty good conversations with the guys uh, about their their you know their experiences doing those films and what Walt Disney was like so if you have hadn't got a chance to check those out yet definitely go and check those out now because it's pretty cool to 
see what it was like to to work with Walt Disney and just what went into these films way back when. Uh, the next thing is for all our Kevin Smith fans out there, uh, Kevin Smith is going to be going on a Red State style roadshow, which basically what he did with Red State was he toured with the film and went to different cities uh, and had the film play in each theater. And then after that, he would do a Q&A talking about the film and what went into making it. And he's going to be doing that with J this new animated movie that Jason Mewes uh, spearheaded and... It's done in the same kind of style as his Smotimation show, which is his show based on the podcast he does, which is then animated into these these different segments. Uh, and it's called Jane Silent Bob Super Groovy Cartoon Movie. <laughs> and what I've, what I've heard from this is that I went to some some uh, thing they had in theaters like a, a few months ago, where Kevin Smith was doing like his, his Q&A things that he does. And he was talking about like Jason Mewes wanted a project to do and so he's just like he gave him this thing that he kind of had like a script for didn't really didn't really expect Jason Mewes to do anything with it and then Jason Mewes came back to him with like half the film done and he was like super surprised and proud of him for for doing it so it'll be interesting to see how this film does I don't think it's going to get a wide release at all if, if anything it'll probably I mean they'll do this this tour with it and then probably go maybe to netflix and then to, to dvd and blu-ray but i'm uh, interested uh what do you what are your guys thoughts uh matt and you guys as well well i can't wait to see uh an animated movie with kevin smith it'll see it'll be awesome to see uh, what that comes out looking like and uh you know what the audience is going to be if it's going to be really popular or you know just kind of be like that underground um thing what do you guys think yeah it sounds cool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all there is out right now is like a movie poster, so yeah. you can't really. There isn't any clips yeah. of animation yet, so. But the style, I don't know, the style looks kind of interesting. It's kind of sketchy looking, so we'll see what yeah. happens. We'll probably report on it later. Definitely, and I, like I personally, I don't like that kind of style for that he did for some animations. I liked the animation they had for the Clerks animated series a lot better. Like that, like thick, like the thick lines around the, the characters and whatnot. But I guess we'll see what comes from that. And then the the last thing that we're going to be talking about today for news is Joanne Johnson is producing a teddy bear adventure based on a drawing. Uh, and this drawing in question is a, a drawing that is, it was done by artist Alex Ping. I'm, I'm going to skewer his last name. Panago Polopis. Oh boy. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's basically a drawing of a teddy bear. holding a, a shield and a sword over this little girl that's sleeping to protect her from this huge, insane-looking monster. Uh, and basically, Joanne Johnson has bought, like, the rights, like I guess, of this this drawing and is going to kind of try to build a story around this and possibly then also be starring as the, the voice of the bear. I think, I think this could be a really cool animated film if they get some cool story beats in there, and it could be kind of like... Uh, does anybody remember that the animated film uh, Little Nemo, Adventures in Slumberland? I do. Yeah, I've seen that one. Like maybe this could be this like little girl is having this dream of like her teddy bear, you know, like going out on these adventures and whatnot. I, I mean, I think it could be that same kind of that same kind of mindset. So I, I think it has definite definite potential to it. What do you guys? What does everybody else think? Well, I was just wondering who uh, who's like producing it. Is it Disney? 
Uh, well, right now, it looks like Dwayne Johnson's the only one producing it, and then from from that, he has. I don't think he's found an actual studio to go with it yet. But I, I think I definitely feel like he found Disney. He's got a he's got a a relationship with Disney already, yeah. so he could probably bring it to them and see if they'd want to work on it with him. Like Dwayne Johnson, like The Rock, Dwayne yeah. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne it's the Rock. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, it's interesting how you can just buy the rights to an image and be like, oh well, yeah, that could be a cool animated film. I guess when I mean, we just start drawing up pictures and sending it to Disney, I guess <laughs> that could be a good animated film. I mean, because I mean, there's unlimited potential from this because that's all it's based on is that one drawing. They, yeah, they could really do anything they wanted to. <laughs> I, I know I've I've seen that drawing when you were describing it. I I do remember actually seeing that. It was a cool picture. I think that sounds like a really cool idea. Like I, especially because it's about toys and I you know I love toys and like I like that's that, that's a cool idea. Like thinking of like maybe be something like you know when you go to sleep at night like your toys defend you and like you know they they like fight like you know battle nightmares yeah. kind of things like and. If it's going to be something about dreams, I love that too. I love dreams as like a theme for, you know, movies and stuff. I think dreams are really cool. I think it could be like a cool mix of maybe like Rise of the Guardians, Toy Story, and Little Nemo like all mixed into yeah. and one Inception. film. <laughs> and Inception. Yeah. And Inception. Inception for kids. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so with that, that's all of our news for the week. Uh, we don't have any new trailers for the week, so we'll be back in a few seconds with our recommendations. Woohoo! So our recommendations for the week. My my recommendation is how the Hobbit should have ended, and I've talked about these guys before. How it should have ended. They do awesome shorts for. They've been doing them for a while. I want to eventually get them on the show too because I want I to see like what goes into doing everything they do so awesomely. But anyways, uh, how the Hobbit should have ended shows. Like it says, how the Hobbit should have ended, uh, much like how the Lord of the Rings should have ended, that they did. Uh, it it plays yeah. a little bit with with the story, which uh, and it makes fun of like little things, with, like not you know being mean, but it, like and skewers <laughs> like little different parts of it, and and definitely shows like why 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 the hell do those eagles never show up? Exactly. And, exactly. and neutral. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I th I think if those eagles exist within that universe, they should be using those all the time. Otherwise, don't have the eagles exist at all. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I I think it's another it's another funny short that they did, and I I really enjoyed it. And definitely, if if they did do that with the ring, there wouldn't be Lord of the Rings to deal with. But then the dragon would still be around, so catch yeah, 22. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the how it should have ended. I really like those. I like how they did like the same thing when they, with, with the Lord of the Rings one with Smeagol jumping into. Oh yeah. It reminded me of that, like like they 
they kind of did like the exact same thing where he jumps after it. And... I think it's pretty cool. I like how they do all these short little films like that. I like you know just seeing like alternate endings that people put out there on the internet. It's pretty cool, and this this one's pretty well done. I like their style of animation and their graphics are all really well, well really well done. Yeah, Daniel Baxter is their their main animator and like main guy for there, and then Otis Frampton is their like background animator and and. Uh, Daniel Baxter posts them on the site. It's kind of cool. It shows like his original, you know, kind of like really rough sketch for like the background of Bilbo's Hobbit hole. And then it shows Otis Frampton's redone version of it. And he's like, this guy's just being a show off. So <laughs> definitely worth checking out. And with, with that, here's Matt's recommendation. So my recommendation for the week is uh, El Vendor de Humon. I'm sorry for my Spanish. I'm not very good at that. But it's uh, translated, it's the Smoke Cellar. And I found this one. I came across it this week. And it's it's one, it's one. on Vimeo if you want to go check it out. It's really, it's won a lot of awards um, already. And it's a 3D short film. It's about six and a half minutes long. If, you know, you have a break from, like, work or something, go check it out. Um, it's, it's about this, uh, smoke cellar and he comes to this like little town and it's all CG. It's all really well done. The music's pretty catchy in it. Um, it's really like stylized, really cool. Um, and the storyline is, it's really, it's a really good storyline. I really like the ending on this. Um, but the whole like premise is, you know, this guy comes to town and he's like this smoke seller and he, he takes like ordinary objects. And the, um, the really thing that captured me with this short film is there's like this smoke that they use in the CG film is like almost realistic looking, but it's really like stylized and has a lot of depth to it. And, you know, when this guy, you know, creates the smoke around these ordinary objects, they turn extraordinary and it's, it's really cool. I'm not going to give away the ending, so I'll let you guys go check it out. Um, what did uh, um, Toy Story crew, what do you guys think of this? It, I thought the animation kind of reminded me of like uh, Jimmy Neutron style. Yeah. The, the characters kind of look like, like those humans. Yeah, and the main character reminded me of Linguini from Ratatouille. He kind of <laughs> had the same nose and hairdo a bit. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, like you, you were saying, I really was taken away with like the, the smoke effects that they did in this as well, like the smoke simulation and the colors and that and, and whatnot. That that was what I was most impressed with, with, with that. Uh, and I, I liked, again, how the short was able to, you know, contain itself within that six and a half minutes without really any dialogue whatsoever. Yeah, there's no dialogue. It's just, you know, all animation, and it's really well done. Yeah. And I would say it deserves all of the awards it has gotten, and I would, like, like you said, I would definitely say go check that out at Vimeo. Vimeo is a great spot to check out animation from all all around the world, from students and professionals alike. So definitely go check that out, guys. And for the, the next recommendations from our Toy Story crew guys, uh, Jonathan, what was what's your recommendation? Uh, so I so I was thinking of recommending Phineas and Ferb because that's the best show on TV right now. Nice. Uh, so so well, I started uh, following the creators on face or what was it Twitter, and they post uh, this week. They post a video where they rapped about how they how their animation studio runs. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I got to see a see a bit of that, and I thought it was pretty cool. And, uh, 
Uh, I would I would definitely like a chance to talk to those two guys. Maybe maybe we can work that out. <laughs> yeah, if you get them on, you should tell them that you know if they still need a director for the uh, for the Phineas and Ferb movie, I'm I'm open. I'm <laughs> we will pass on the word. Thanks, guys. And then just Jesse, what's your recommendation? If you ever seen this uh, stop motion film on YouTube, it's by uh, Pez. They make a lot of cool stuff. They did Western Spaghetti, which is really similar to this one. Uh, this one's called Fresh Guacamole. It's kind of an old one. It's been on YouTube for a while, and uh, but uh, I found it relatively recently, and it's really cool. Um, it's pretty short. It's just simple stop motion, but it, it's really done well, and it's really clever the way that they, uh, like the the, uh, the items that they used. Um, you know, it's like it kind of reminds me of like those old books, like those uh, those uh, <laughs> what do you call those books where it's like. Um, Kind of like the, the find it books where things are like, um, you know. The I spy books? I spy? Kind of like I spy, but also like yeah. those other ones where it's like they use like, you know, objects in the wrong place. So it might be one of those books, the way that they do that, they use like, you know, Rubik's Cubes and stuff as like, you know, like food items. It's really funny. And uh, I think I love the sound effects of it. It's like when you wear, when you're, you got to uh, wear headphones, I think, when you watch it because like, it's it it makes you so hungry to hear like these nice sounds right in your ears and like it looks so cool and it makes me want to eat chips and guacamole and stuff <laughs> and, and play with some dice yeah i i guess that would make give a new term to diced tomatoes too. yeah i think that's what they were going for <laughs> yeah uh yeah so definitely check out all of the shorts we recommended this week they're they're pretty great all different in their own right you got some cg you got some hand-drawn animation and you got some stop motion in there so a little bit of everything uh so that's our recommendations for the week and we'll be back with what everyone's been waiting for our main topic woody's roundup right here every day woody's roundup come on it's time to play there's Jesse, the Odlin cowgirl. Bullseye, he's Woody's horse. He's a smart. Pete, the old prospector. And Woody, the man himself. Of course, it's time for Woody's roundup. He's the very best. He's a rudeness too. So, here is our main topic for the week. I guess introduce you guys selves again on what your, each of your roles were in taking part in this project you guys took on. I'm Jonathan Polly and I, along with Jesse, kind of conceptualized it and came up with everything and got the toys, and we were in charge. That's what it was. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm Jesse, and I, uh, yeah, I was the assistant director, I would say. Uh, um, I was, like, the second secondary cameraman. Um, Jonathan did most of the camera work, and I would, uh, you know, I would uh, occasionally do it, too. Um, and... Yeah, I was uh, one of the main puppeteers that moved the toys and stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I was second. second you were that. Yeah, I was that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So the, the video, uh, the live-action Toy Story video, has been doing really well on the Internet. And, um, you know, a lot of people have been asking you guys, uh, you know, for interviews. So how many interviews have you done so far? I uh, think... I already lost count, I think. <laughs> yeah, I should have been, like, writing it down. I don't know. Um, there have been... Uh, I, I went on live on a uh, Sydney, Australia morning show, and then there was the Arizona morning show that we both went on. Um, 
Yeah, but that was just TV. I don't know. There was a lot more. <laughs> Did they call you for the Australia one, or they... They, they, I was really surprised that they would do this, but they got a truck from Phoenix to come up to Flagstaff and set up a live feed. Oh, man. Yeah. Crazy. Awesome. Totally cool. Uh, so how did you guys originally meet, and what kind of spurred on the collaboration of taking on this huge kind of project together? Uh, we met at our local church. Um, uh, my dad was the pastor there, so... Um, is the pastor. He still is. Oh, yeah, he is the pastor there. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So, uh, so I met Jonathan there, and uh, you know, we discovered that we both were into videos. Um, so we both liked making movies and stuff, and we uh, found out that we both liked Toy Story too. Um, so, you know, uh, we kind of built a friendship over just you know making videos together and stuff. Um, so we would always be doing, you know, uh, like random videos together. Nothing really big, but you know, just stuff for YouTube and things. And uh, after Toy Story 3 came out in 2010, um, you know, we were really excited about it. We were, like, just in total, like, Toy Story zone, you know, like, at that time. <laughs> and so yeah, we were just having lunch one day talking about, you know, what kind of movies we wanted to make and stuff. And uh, we thought about, or Jonathan thought about remaking a scene in Toy Story in live action. But, uh, you know, we just, <laughs> so we thought about doing one scene. Choose, and then, yeah. yeah, we couldn't choose which scene would be the best. So, of course, all of them, right? <laughs> yeah, so we basically decided right then and there, you know, we were going to take on this huge thing and make it happen. Awesome. So how long did it actually take from, like, start to finish to make that? So it took two years, uh, two years almost to the day of filming, um, but then there were months, there were like a month and a half before for gathering props and toys and things, and then afterwards for, like, spare editing that wasn't finished already and things like that, so... The the short answer is two years. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't, awesome. like, fairly consecutive. You know, it was, like, because at first it was, like, just once every, once a week we would do it. And then during the summers or whenever Jonathan had a break off of school, then we'd really get into it. So, uh, but usually it, it was, like, the first six months it was just, like, once a week we'd get together and try to do a minute's worth of film. So, and then we would do more during the breaks. Yeah, that's that's really impressive. I mean, to, like, beyond like a schedule like that especially you know like uh you know a, a private project too it's it's really impressive that you guys did that um so how like after you were all finished and like right before you like click the button to like put it on youtube how did you feel like when the film was actually like done and finished there were times like we finished and had our premiere in august and we only just uploaded the movie on youtube like what was it a week and a half two week two weeks ago yeah two weeks ago so uh, there was a long waiting period. But besides that, um, I, I was kind of hoping to do, like, pull a George Lucas and redo some scenes in between then, but that didn't happen. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was, it was exciting. I was most excited about people finally get to see it because there's all these people that wanted to see it Definitely. but hadn't yet. Yeah, I've been following you guys for, I don't remember exactly how long, but I, I know at least since, like, July or so of, of last year and, saw that you're working on i thought it was really cool so what do you guys think was the hardest to do or took the longest for you guys to shoot while you were doing it the one i always think about that was like really like took forever was one of the scenes of with scud um you know the dog we used for scud he was he was well trained but you know he was uh yeah he was a dog so you know like, <laughs> it would take a while for him to, to do what he had to do properly and uh so there's one of the, there's there's a scene during the chase scene after after Buzz jumps on his face and tries to, you know, stop him, and then 
there's that one shot of the, the cameras moving away. So we have the camera in the back of the car driving away and Scud is out in the middle of the road and he's trying to throw Buzz off of his face. And, uh, but it just took countless, countless times to finally get everything to look good. Like the cameras moving away and, and Scud and, because what's hard is, you know, his owners, it was always easier when his owners were standing relatively close to him, giving him commands. But for this shot, it was a pretty wide uh, shot. So the, his owners weren't able to be like right there next to him. They just had to like, he just had to do it on his own, basically. So that took a lot of takes. <laughs> so you had a lot of creative problem solving while you were making this then. Definitely. I'd say so. <laughs> Very cool. So, um, have you guys ever seen um, the uh, the Pizza Planet truck and the people who created that? Yeah. <laughs> no. <it's, laughs> yes. Yes. Of course. Um, yeah. We we heard about them while we were still filming, and we were wondering what we we're going to do for the Pizza Planet truck. So I tried really hard to get in contact with them, and um, I had gone. We emailed back and forth, and um, we almost had them in the movie, and it was probably the saddest thing when we had to not have that truck and had to do our own. Would you ever consider a remake if you got a hold of those guys again? Well, that's the, well, see, that's the thing is like, I, I wish we could have done, had a truck that looked closer to the one in the movie. And that's my, that's my scene that I would redo if I could. But <laughs> after the movie ended, we found so many of them. Oh, I know. After we finished, <sighs> we start seeing them all over the place. That, that's how yeah. it happens. Yeah. It's always, it always happens like that. But I'll tell you, it's it's extremely impressive too. The the accuracy of all the environments you did get for the film, it's amazing. I mean, to me, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with uh, all the all of Sid's toys that that you recreated in it. Like the one, like I, because basically I know they sold like essentially none of those as actual toys except for like the the baby head on the, mm -hmm. you know, like the Erector set stuff. So I thought that was awesome that you guys were able to put those together and they looked exactly like like Sid's toys, so good on you for that. Yeah, uh, uh, what, were, what were your your favorite scenes to recreate for the live, for the remake? My favorite is Sid's backyard. Oh, yeah. Well, that was fun to, to be there and yeah, do that. Yeah, to be there and film was the funnest. When we saw it in the premiere, it was really cool because that's the one that took us, like, really long time. So whenever it came, I was like, I remember, like, nudging Amy and be like, oh, my gosh, do you remember doing this and that and that? So it was really cool. That's my absolute favorite one. Amy, how about you? Um, I think I kind of really enjoyed recreating Buzz flying around the room because I remember when I was little, that was always my favorite part to watch. So it's really fun to recreate it all over again and just see it come all together. <laughs> well, that was one of the first things that we actually did get to do. Like it, that was only that was in the first month, wasn't it? Yes. Really? Wow. Yeah. It looked great too. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so during uh, filming, um, did you guys learn or like progress of any techniques like while you were doing this process? Like I saw you had a lot of the stop motion in there and then there was uh, like at the end there with Woody's mouth talking. Um, how, um, what techniques uh, did you learn from that? Yeah, well, so let me just start off and you can take over, okay, Jesse? Yeah. Uh, so uh, when we first were starting, it was it was trying to figure out how are we going to move them. Like I know we're going to use strings, and, we're, and we know we're going to have to figure out different things. But like there's scenes with Woody's being held up by a sock, and it just it's not pretty. <laughs> but but uh, but as we worked on it, you know it got better. We came up with different ways of doing things, and and kind of got into a groove of okay, well I'm going to tie his hands while you do something else. You know. Mm -hmm. 
cool. So was there any like particular software you used to like edit it in the end? Yeah, so I did most of the editing. Uh, started out with Adobe Premiere Pro and uh, 2, and then the computer kind of, um, what's the word, um, crashed. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and so uh, we, I finished editing with a newer version of Premiere Pro. And Jesse did a scene, too. He edited one scene. Yeah, I did mine on Vegas. Oh, very cool. I, I saw that like some people were giving you guys some, some crap unrightly so for shooting not shooting in hd but i mean you have to work with what like you have to work with whatever equipment that you have you know? yeah so yeah I'm, and 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 i wished that i had a better camera but i didn't so like it was what yeah. i had and it's what we worked with if we had something better we would use that but i don't have money for that yeah. <laughs> if you guys if you guys had unlimited means to do so what what pixar film would you want to re remake in live action next. Toy Story Two. <laughs> yeah. We could buy we could buy an airplane. There you go. Yeah. Get a semi. <laughs> yeah, and a semi truck with a giant concrete pillar thing. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Close the street for a week. Yeah. That's yeah, and then number three, we'll get inside a big incinerator and. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go to Monument Valley to shoot the opening. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was there thinking about with just like how. If you if you guys did try to do two or three with how both of those open, they're like they have such bigger openings than than the first movie. Those would yeah. already be tough in themselves to recreate. Yeah, well, the whole the I mean the Toy Story movies were kind of spread out, but Pixar improved on like their techniques and their techniques. <laughs> but uh, but, yes. but they like the camera's moving a lot more, and there's bigger sets and bigger everything. So yeah. yeah. Story. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess kind of speaking on that, you guys did also do the the ending to Toy Story three, which looks awesome. And Jonathan, you look awesome as a, a older version of Andy. Yeah. Thanks. So, I I've been well. Well, I uh, I was told that many times during filming, so it seemed appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I really liked that the ending you did to Toy Story three too. I thought that was that was cool. Thanks. From this project, I hear both of you are going to uh, college now for film. Is that right? Uh, Jonathan is. I'm not. So, is there like a directing career in your future? You think? Uh, something. I, I like directing, and I really like everything about it. Really, like I I would like to do all my own projects and um edit and everything like i enjoy every part of it so i'm not really sure exactly what but you know something in film that's usually my answer a man after my own heart <laughs> very cool very cool so now that you guys have finished this what, what do you think you would like to do for your next project together do you have uh, any ideas or hmm. well well when we were when we were making the movie obviously it took a long time and we goofed off and came up with other ideas and um so i i have a book full of ideas awesome but there's nothing big, no big projects coming up right now. Well, unless, if you, uh, if yes, you guys yes. need any help with any of them. Yeah. Uh, well, now, now you know, there's more people willing to watch, so that's good. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we got, you know, like some, you know, we gained an audience now, which is good. So people yeah. will, our face is kind of known and, you know, people know <laughs> the, the Toy Story guys. And, you know, I'm sure they're looking forward to our next you know, projects. So some people. not everybody. Some people. <laughs> what is it up to now on YouTube? It was, it was like around. It's uh, eight point three million was the last oh, time man. I saw it. Oh, okay, good because I didn't check recently. <laughs> and, that, and that's over. That's only over two weeks. 
Yeah. So that's 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 insane. That's pretty awesome too. And uh, that, that's wow. Uh, yeah, I'll t- yeah. I'll tell you what. It, um, when I first saw the film, I was I was actually at work, and I saw it through like a Facebook post, and someone like came over to my desk, and they're like, "Yo, what are you watching?" And I was like, "This is live action Toy Story, man." <laughs> and he's like, "Wow, is someone passing that around? That's so cool. I've been seeing that everywhere." So it's. Yeah, it, it's really awesome to see uh, your guys' film just, you know, taken off like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, kudos to you. Yeah, I mean, I watched the the entire thing with my, my son last week, and he en- enjoyed it all. And he's like, how come Pixar didn't do this in the first place? <laughs> so so I, uh, then I told him it wasn't actually Pixar that did it. I told him it was you guys and explained everything to him. And he thought, he thought that was cool that you guys did that. Did he recognize any of the places? I mean, they're all nearby you. Uh, I I don't know if he if he did or not if, if he didn't tell me anything. But... <laughs> He's just keeping it to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I right, mean, I so... recognized a few places, but <laughs> yeah. So for um, I guess our last question to kind of wrap it up here, um, is is there anything like you haven't revealed yet to any other of like the media that you'd like to share about the film or like brag about? You know what you um accomplished. Hmm. Any ideas? Anybody? Well, uh, I I kind of have one last question to, I guess to ask you okay, guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, what was the, what was the experience like of you know heading up to because I know you went up to Pixar to hand out the DVDs that you made of the film and what was that experience like? I was wondering when that question was going to come. Um, <laughs> so Jesse and I just well we while we were all making it we were we really wanted to go to Pixar just to kind of celebrate finishing you know. So, uh, so Jesse and I just decided we weren't invited, but we took the trip anyways, and uh, we flew there. It was Jesse's first time flying. Yeah. Um, no, he didn't get it. He didn't get his little first time flyer badge. That cost money. Oh, really? <laughs> kind of takes some of the fun of that. Yeah, well, I know. How would they know it was my? I didn't tell anyone it was my first time. Well, flying. well, I mean, if I if I would have asked, but it, I saw it cost money. Anyways, that's not the story. The story <laughs> is. Uh, we showed up, and um, the security guards were, they said that they were expecting us, so that was cool. Um, and everyone was really nice, They, but we didn't get in. We we let we were let outside, I guess. We, we were allowed to stand outside of the gate and give out DVDs to people that were coming in and out. And we got to talk to some cool people. And Anything you'd like to add to that, Jesse? Um, well, it was cool because, like, you know, I, I would talk to one person, and they said that they would... That they were going to upload the movie like to their entire network at Pixar, and so I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, that's awesome! Please, I hope you do that." And like, so um, you know, once one person had it, it's basically going to, you know, it's going to just start spreading all over, in, you know, inside, because um, you know they'll put it on the computer and stuff and show yeah. their other the other employees. Um, so that was that was really cool. Yeah, awesome! Totally awesome. Yeah. I. I, I really hope that you guys do actually get an invite into the studio now with how much this is blown up and, and i saw lee unrick even retweeted it and posted about it for you guys so that, that was really cool yeah he was he had tweeted some of our things before it's, he's been really helpful as far as like telling people about what we're doing it's been really cool awesome guys well i, I am very happy for everything that's happened for you guys for all of the hard work you put into this and it definitely has paid off for you guys. Congratulations and uh, we wish you well. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Amy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
that is our show for the day. Don't forget, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark River, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. And I'm at QuestPact, Q-U-E-S-T-P-A-C-T. Or you can follow our show at Animated Podcasts. And where can we find you guys all on the the glorious internet? Uh, the movie, well, actually, I guess it, it is my Twitter. It's Real Live Toy Story. So at, and it's the one word, R-E-A-L-I-V-E. T O Y S T O R Y, and that's um, so that's the Twitter. There's also a Facebook. Um, Jesse, yeah, and you guys, uh, you can find me uh, my own YouTube. Uh, I have some you know videos and uh, some of my own personal music. I write music and stuff. And if you want to check that out, my YouTube is K nine. That's just the letter K and the number nine. K nine kid nine nine one. So look for me there if you want to check out my music and stuff. And watch the movie. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. The, do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Search live live action Toy Story project on Facebook. It's right on there. And you have to try to pretty hard not to be able to find it on YouTube too. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys can feel free to email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, visit our site at animationfascination.wordpress.com. and you can also like us on Facebook to just by searching for animation fascination so i'm mark river for myself matt quests and our guests the live action toy story project crew we thank you for listening and make sure to tune in again next time thanks, thanks guys bye bye see ya bye <laughs> so long awesome. partner when we're together Eyes clear up and I cheer up to where I'm less depressed. And sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, I just can't take it when we're apart. We belong together. I just heard Kim just told me she's never seen Peter Pan. <gasps> Kimberly! Matt, has anyone told you you sound just like Owen Wilson? Say what? Really? You sound like him. I mean, maybe it's because I'm not looking at your face right now, but man, your voice <laughs> is like, I, all I hear is Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. Do you guys like Kevin Smith at all, or? I don't know. Sorry. Uh, I feel like I should know who that is. <laughs> like I. Jane Silent Bob, Shrek Back, Dogma, Chasing Amy, <laughs> Clerks, no. Mallrats. Bark! I think we're getting a little old. <laughs> <laughs> Just be yourself. No, no. I'm gonna. <laughs> That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, be yourself, but remember that this is recorded and going out to the internet. Yeah.
So be yourself, just not your normal but self. But tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I guess with that, that is the closing for our show today. I, I, blah, blah, blah. there's a blooper, so hold on a second. <laughs>